now tuned in to the cold hard truth. Cayman's number one hard-hitting live podcast show, where we feature some straightforward conversations on political, social, and celebrity news, and all things happening in the Cayman Islands and around the world. This show was created to give the people a voice and a means of being involved and informed without any filters. Sometimes it gets crazy, but we always keep it real. We bring you the tea piping hot so grab your favorite beverage and join the conversation via whatsapp at 324-1612 email tips at caymanmorrowroad.com now here's your host sandy hill broadcasting live from the beautiful cayman islands Aaron, I got you muted so that Facebook doesn't keep putting me in trouble for the music. Good morning, everybody. I'm going to watch for her cue to see when she's probably done. I'm here swatting mosquitoes, folks. Swatting mosquitoes. Life in the tropics. Let me see. Yeah, she's in the middle of a song. Good morning, everyone. How are you guys doing? 
What is going on? I got some water. What's in your tea this morning? What's in your teacup? Michelle says, good morning. New York in the building. Nice. Going, Sandy. Hey, good morning, Aaron. How you doing? Morning, morning. Blake's off uh, dropping his uh, his kid off to his first day of school. Aww. Oh, I my know. goodness. So he ran out of the studio really quick. So uh, Yes, no problem. Girls. Yeah, we all have to get ready to do that here shortly. Oh, my God. I cannot wait for September 1st. <laughs> You're like, oh, yeah, I'm here. too excited. Sorry. Yes, oh, yes, it's okay. No, yeah, well, we're doing a camp yeah. this week ourselves. We're doing a oh, little that's good. camp. And you know she what? went yesterday and she had fun. And then this morning it was kind of like, I want to stay home. Oh, no. I was going to say. Uh, mm. Usually we still got her at the door, though. It took, it took a little canoodling. Yeah. Uh, but uh, we managed to get her out the door. So. so you know what I think? Because both my kids were mental all night long. I mean, mm. like up all night. And then I left and I looked at the moon and it's quite full. I feel like it's every single time that's when they kind of decide that they're going to just act out. Yeah. I mean, I'll, I, I, I'd call them something else, but I'm not going to say that word because I do love them. Um, but yeah, they were just being tiny little. Hmm. And yeah, it was. I, but yeah, I don't even know what's going on. I, but I do think that it will be nice when they go back to school. They have their friends to run around with. Yeah. Anyway, it helps. It helps. The that's routine is good and the interaction is good. Totally. So yeah, kids are starting to go back to school. I've seen a lot of parents posting stuff on social media. Mm -hmm. um, so it's nice to see. Yeah, it's, it's, kind of, it's awesome. Um, so what about, are we got in the news today? I was going to say the Sunwing plane. Yeah. You know what? Can I tell you the, the most unusual thing about it? We actually got a picture of it. Okay. And the, how we got that photo was, um, funny enough, I was driving by the airport, like right around four-ish, four o'clock. Mm -hmm. And um, I was like, I mean, it stands out. It's so orange, right? And I was like, what is that plane yeah. doing here? And uh, so then I said, hmm, let me take a photo because I feel like this is something, <laughs> you know? And so I just, my reporter's instinct said, take a yeah. photo of that because you might need a stock photo or something. And I took a photo of it. And yes, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to legit show it to you. Lo and behold, yeah. we ended up needing that because there definitely was a story there. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and I I do know the story because I have a couple I know a couple people that are were on it. Ooh, so tell us what what you've heard. I mean, we've got a lot of messages, but yeah. So there was a bug that got into uh, it was a big bug. Oh, let me find my phone. Hi, make this up. Uh, so a couple of my like so my one of my best friend's mom mm -hmm. and uh, her uh, stepchildren and then their mom were on their way to go to Canada. The two kids going to boarding school and her mom's going back to Canada. She's been here for like two months or whatever. Right. And so, so I'm like, so since they didn't get on the plane, what is going on? And she basically said there was a bug. Wow. A bug in the airspeed, whatever it's thing it's called. Hmm. What are the chances? Obviously crawled in there while they were on the ground. And so it was just really random. I said, well, a murder hornet is the only, like, <laughs> Only kind of bug that you should probably everyone should just burn the whole place down for. Yeah, but, that's so crazy. Yeah, wow. so apparently that. So they were bused to last. So they went ten thirty in the morning, dropped them off for the flight. Yeah, they received a message four thirty saying they still haven't left because of mechanical issue. Then they took right. everyone off the plane and made them wait outside for public health to arrive, and then took them to East End Wyndham to quarantine. Yes, so they split that's them up between thing. several hotels apparently. 
Oh, okay. So yeah, yeah her, her people were going to. Uh, there were a lot of people on that flight. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was a big plane. It's still, yeah. I mean, it's still here. So I don't know as of this morning. I haven't actually messaged her mom, which I feel mm -hmm. like I should and see. Hey, like. So I heard um, through my sources, you see, this is how the story gets put together. You got sources and I got sources, yeah. but my sources have told me that 10 30 this morning, they should be departing. Again, yeah. Um, yes, <laughs> they will try that again. I, I just um, love it because, you know, some people are trying to get back to Canada or kids are going to boarding school. And so it's like, oh no, like almost the nervousness of going away to school. And then yeah. you have this that like stalls you for another day. So I don't yeah. know. Ugh. Yeah. So that was a little bit of excitement yesterday. Yeah. Um, in terms of what was happening in the community and I'm curious about that bug. Yeah. Thing. And at first well, I think, that I think at first there was no plan. Like they didn't know what to do with them. And you know, they're like, oh my God, what are we going to do with all these people? Yeah. And so um, some passengers were messaging us saying, hey, we're on this, we're at the airport and they seem really confused about what the plan is. And I guess it took them a minute to work out the logistics of where they're going to move people. So I think like 70 people went to like the Holiday Inn or one location and then, you know, they kind of dispersed people um, all over the place. So, yeah. All righty. Well, crazy. Well, what else is going on? Um, we've got, well, this morning we're going to be talking about the crate and the milk crate challenge. I don't know if you've heard about this stupidity, but we're going to talk about it. Hearing about it. It's like, there's so many different challenges. Is it, do people die doing it? Not yet. Not, oh. <laughs> Cause I'm like, at least I'm not eating tripods anymore. It's just one of those things where I'm thinking it's probably only a matter of time, you know, people. Mm -hmm. Anyway, we're going to talk about that. Um, you know, a couple COVID related things in the news. There was a pregnant American who died from COVID in Jamaica. So as you know, Jamaica oh, no. is going through this, um, they're calling it a no motion days, just lockdown basically. Um, I guess maybe they don't like that term lockdown, but no she died in one of the, um, the Cornwall regional hospital in St. James on Monday oh, no. after being admitted with COVID-19. So that's kind of sad. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. So, like, I mean, Pfizer, uh, uh, full approval from the FDA. Yes. That was big news that's that cute. broke during the show yesterday. Yeah. So now that's, that's for the age 15 and over just to mm -hmm. put that little clarification in there. Um, but still that's pretty big news. Um, you know, a lot of people said that they were waiting on that to happen. Mm -hmm. And now that it's happened, I'm really curious to see how many people that will actually impact for real. <laughs> like, you know, yeah. you said you were yeah. waiting now. Let's, it's, let's it's, see if you're going to do it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh -huh. I think, I think it's, it's quite interesting now that that's happened because also that's now people, well, in the U S at least you're able to implement in like the military, in schools and yeah. uh, public play, you know, like now you have to say you have to have this. Yeah. So basically the entire, um, mandatory aspect of it will definitely you'll see an increase in people who are going in that direction it was already happening anyway yeah um but you'll definitely see an increase in it in fact there's one place in the states i'm trying to remember if it's philadelphia but they have actually said that they are going to fire staff if they don't get vaccinated oh really mm -hmm. interesting well now they i mean now they can i think probably legally do that if it's fda approved yeah. I mean, i'm not a lawyer I'll leave that to you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So we're going to be talking about some of those things this morning. Kind of a chill morning today, a little bit. Good. Well, yeah. have a wonderful rest of your day. Thank and you. uh, hopefully everything works out with camp again tomorrow. Yes. Yes. Every day it might be a little bit of a challenge there. Uh, you know.
ease into it sometimes. I know. I know. It's only one week, so we're yeah. two days in. We'll get there. <laughs> Tomorrow I have one week until school's back. <sighs> and my kid and my oldest first day of school at his new big kid school. So oh, how old is your oldest now? Five. Remember? They're like because oh. he was right, because I we were like pregnant right at the same time. Ah. Right. Yeah. It's okay. crazy, right? To think about how because it was so long ago. I know. People don't know Aaron and I kind of go like a ways back before yeah. was it before you were actually on the radio? No, because I moved here on the radio. Oh, okay. Yeah, but it was All like right. the last like year, uh probably two years that I was on on over at X with Blake and then Okay and took off. Yeah, no, maybe it would have been like two and a half years, yeah, before yeah. that. So we we go back kind of a long yeah, time. She was actually, actually Aaron was actually a customer of mine. This is so I was. Weird. Yeah. I was. And I didn't even know that you were on the radio at the time. So. No. No, but I was like, hey, hook me up with some of that uh nice TV that you got. Yeah. <laughs> we should talk. I know. And it was All right, Aaron. Have now. a great day. You too. Thanks, Andy. Right, See you tomorrow. Bye, everyone. All right, folks. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. I got tons of you here. Let's see what's going on. Um, oh, gosh, there's more systems developing out there. So let's talk about it. This eye feels a little bit dry today. Um, we got New York in the house. Michelle, thank you so much. Joining us, Louis from Detroit. Marshall from North Carolina. My gosh, the international crew is on point this morning. You guys logged in first. <laughs> All three of you were like, New York, Detroit. North Carolina, Anne-Marie, good morning. Louise says his mug is full of hot tea. Let's get the show on the road. Wee Wee is here, and she says she's ready for her favorite show. Good morning, Judy. Good morning, Kay. She's adding a little bit of cream to her coffee. Oh, yeah, nice. Um, boxer, what boxer? Lincoln says, hi, here, that boxer dead. What boxer? I don't know what you're talking about. What, what am I missing? Let me look at the news, child. Am I missing something? Oh my gosh, I hope not. Um, Annette, good morning. She's joining us from St. Elizabeth in Jamaica. Tommy's from the Bahamas. We have, I thought I saw somebody else. Oh yes, Gladys from Long Island, New York. Thank you, Gladys. Alice Aliano is joining us right from Georgetown. Uh, so he said, wow, literally a bug in the pilot tube. Um, MCAS intensified meme joke, please. <laughs> Louis is dealing with 72 degrees Fahrenheit. It's going to be a high of 90 degrees. Wind is calm. That means it is going to be hot, sunny and beautiful day in the quarantine garden. Yes. Nice. Hi, Catherine. Where are you this morning? Miss uh, Vernita is joining us. Virtuous V. Um, Angie Belto. Yes. Good morning from Newlands. Hey, Newlands in the house. Nice. I love it. I'm not too far from Newlands myself. Good morning, Charlotte from, is it Scotland? Daisy. Good morning to you. West Bay. <laughs> Jackie. Jackie. Are you in Georgetown or Savannah? I'm not sure, Jackie. Good morning, Steve. How are you? Uh, where are you at? So I got to share a little joke with you guys. 
Um, I have um, been daisies in prospect. She's like, get it right, girl. Uh, yep, Charlotte's in Scotland. Pippi is from New York. Wow, we got a lot of international people tuned in. So everywhere I go now, I run into people who are real fans, like legit fans. And um, it's kind of funny in a way because um, a lot of people want to take photos, right? So they're like, oh my gosh, can I take your photos? So I get a little glimpse of what celebrities must feel like. You know, you go out to dinner with your friends and then as you're leaving, people are like, oh, can I get a photo with you? And you're like, sure, I always oblige. I never say no. I feel like if you're, if you're in that space, you should feel fortunate that people, for whatever reason, um, acknowledge you and, you know, hey, they know your name, they know your face. You know what's so interesting is sometimes people don't even know the, like they can't remember the name. So they're like, Miss Small Road. <laughs> so they remember that much. I'm like, okay, not a problem. We just go with the flow. So big shout out to all of the Filipino community. Can I tell you, they are like the biggest fans ever. Like I really have a little moment where I go, wow, this is like a taste of celebrity status. <laughs> They're always like, can I take a photo with you? Now I know I've got at least two mosquitoes in my house this morning. I saw one last night somewhere here in the studio. And then I saw one this morning in one of the bathrooms. But look at this photo that somebody sent us. OMG. This is a close up. Ew. Look at this photo. Like, I don't even know how they took this, but look at the little hairs on the mosquito's body and the little wings. Oh my gosh. And look, you can actually see his little, um, what do you call it? His stinger? Child, they are lethal. All I can tell you is I've been bitten up when I went to the Botanic Park on Friday. So I'm still a little bit itchy. I took some Benadryl, I think Sunday night. Um, so, you know, it actually takes a minute for whatever they inject, like the reaction that your skin gets from them. It takes a minute for that to come out of your bloodstream, like out of your system. So it's crazy, right? But um, I think they are, they have a death wish because normally when you enter this house, you're not going to last for too long. <laughs> I've got the, the insect swatters, the little zappers. I've got a couple of those. I have um, one that you actually plug in and you just leave it. And it has like a blue light that a lot of them are attracted to. And, you know, that'll that'll zap them pretty good as well. I find that one works really well with flies. Like the flies are really attracted to the blue light. And my husband will tell you that I am obsessed with killing a fly. Oh my God, I hate flies. I hate mosquitoes, but I think I dislike flies a little bit more than mosquitoes even with a vengeance. Mm -mm -mm. I just am like, ooh, you come into my house and you are done for. So, um, you know, it is what it is. 
Uh, we have to live with them, I guess. <laughs> and they're probably thinking the same thing, like, oh, I got to live with these crazy people. But then, you know, they're kind of benefiting more than we are, I do believe, because they get to annoy us and flies get to eat our food, right? Well, they try if they can stay alive long enough. Irvlin is in Savannah. Good morning. Felicia, where are you hailing from this morning? Miss Sue is in Savannah as well. Yes, Jackie, another Jackie. Good morning, Jackie. Jermaine joining us from West Bay. What's up? They say the West is the best, but those of us who live in the East don't quite believe it. Yeah, Irvin says that's a monster. Well, that's a close-up. Uh, Louis cutting down some trees today. Be careful. Make sure you're well hydrated. Julie, good morning. Tell us where you're healing from. James from Canada. Eckerd says not mosquitoes. They're B-52 fighter jets. <laughs> oh, my gosh. And they're so fast. It's like they zip by you. You see them, and then you try to get them, and mm, mm, mm. You know those kung fu movies that a lot of us grew up on? Like the classics. Like the Bruce Lee films, right? Or um, what was the one that re really revolutionized uh, kung fu movies? Um, oh, gosh. Help me with the name of this one now. It's called Hidden Dragon. Hidden Was it Hidden Dragon something? Oh, I feel like I should know this. I loved that movie. Hold on. Was it Hidden Dragon? Uh, some kung fu. Let me tell you. It had like, it had like a two-part name. Uh, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. There you go. Now, that was like a legit kung fu movie. Do you guys remember that one? There was a move in there. You know, there's there's movies when they come out and they do one little thing in that movie that you think, whoa, that's going to be like, it's never been done before. The movements look legit. It's going to be whatever. So um, you guys might remember. Somebody's asked me if I'm on YouTube. You should be. Um, you should be on YouTube. Let me see what's going on here. So, um, yes. Let me see. Yeah, we're on YouTube. A few people are watching on YouTube. So that movie, that uh, Hidden Dragon, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, they did this rooftop move where it was like they were almost skipping on the roof barely touching the roof to get to their, the person they're going to beat up, their kung fu, whatever, enemy. And uh, when I saw that movie, that movie, I'm like, oh, that's legit. It's kind of like the other movie. Um, it's the one with that guy. He's that American actor. He's in the all the Bourne movies. Um, oh, what's his name now? Uh, Bourne Identity. You know that guy? Matt Damien? I think it's Matt Damon, but he he did another kung fu. Well, it's the movie where oh gosh, what's the plot in this one now? Um, where they were like in some alternative universe. I can't remember the plot line now. But you know where they did that move where they went back in slow motion as like the bullet or whatever went over them. Like everything was done in slow motion, and they kind of like flew back, and you saw the jacket flying back in slow motion. Help me out, movie movie folks. <laughs> what movie am I talking about here? Steve is hailing us from Georgetown. 
Eckerd, you must know these movies I'm talking about. Which movie is that? Um, no, it's not, it's not Matt Damien. It's um it's the other guy that wears his hair a little bit long sometimes. He's he seems like he's really a quiet actor. Uh Matrix. Thank you, Steve. Yes. <laughs> Steve for the win. Steve, do you want a gift certificate? Popeye, Popeye's Burger King. Yes. That was a Matrix move. So the Matrix move is another one of those classic movies where Keanu Reeves, yeah, people must be like, girl, don't you know your movies already? Yes, thank you, Mel. Mel's a movie buff, so she would know. Yes, The Matrix. Thank you. Dawn got it first. Dawn, you should get a gift certificate. Message me. So remember that Matrix move when they did that? Ooh, you know, that was pretty cool. So I'm telling you all this about movies, like these classic moves. Matt Damien is Born Identity and Keanu Reeves, right, is this guy. You know, I saw a comedy with um, Keanu Reeves in it. I can't remember the name of it. Melanie helped me here because she watches movies. She's a movie buff. And he was really, really funny. Like, I never knew that, because he always plays like these serious characters. And even when you see um, Keanu Reeves on the um, on the um, big screen, you know, you're like serious or you see him on the red carpet. He always looks like super serious, but he did a movie. Oh, I can't remember the name of it, but it was so funny. And he was actually funny, but he was like playing himself in the movie. Anybody has any clue what movie that might've been? And I was just like, I can't, can't tell anything about the plot line right now, but it was like a, like a really funny movie. Uh, Damon. Oh yeah. Purple. Y'all just can see I'm not really all that much of a Hollywood person. <laughs> so let me tie this into the whole mosquito and fly situation. So we've got a friend named Mr. Dean. Mr. Dean is a chef by, he's a baker, a professional baker, actually. So one day Mr. Dean comes over for like a Sunday dinner or whatever. And I was like, oh man, there's this fly in here. I hate flies. I put my little zapper out and I'm sitting there talking to Mr. Dean and then all of a sudden the fly comes zipping by and I'm like, mm. Mr. Dean just goes Bloop! and grabs the fly. And I was like, oh my God. It was like one of those Kung Fu movie moments. It was almost the equivalent of him taking chopsticks and grabbing that fly with a chopstick. Like you've seen that in a movie, right? I swear that's been in some movie where the flies that go around and go Bloop! and you see you are like the fly Kung Fu master. You must be able to grab the fly. And you're just kind of like, whoa. Like the, I was the student in this situation in my house and my mouth just dropped open. <gasps> you caught a fly with like your finger, basically. First of all, it is a little bit gross, but obviously he would have washed his hand afterward. But I'm like, what are the chances of you being able to catch a fly? Like, I don't know. Flies have a different dynamic than a mosquito in terms of catching them. So I was like, damn, shout out to Mr. Dean. Julie says they're not our mosquitoes. They're the ones that are tricksters brought here and trained and let loose. Boy, I can imagine how they're laughing at us, child. I don't know about that because um, mosquitoes have been here before us, <laughs> before the donkeys. And uh, they were always killing everything, killing the cows, probably killing the people with dengue fever and everything else. So they are legit Ooh, when they land in you, you can feel them and you're just like, what the hell? Andy, Purple Rain is here. 
Anna K, good morning. Um, Anna K says the movies always be my baby with Ali Wong. Ooh, let me see if that's the one that I'm thinking about. Um, I feel like always be my maybe. Let's see. Uh, hmm. I'm trying to even remember the plot line. Yes. That actress looks familiar. Yes. I feel like I got to go back and watch that movie. Like it was really, I just remember it being so funny. And the fact that he was actually playing a funny character. I thought to myself, I've never seen him play in a comedy before. Maybe he has, but I've just never seen it. Hmm, I think I'm going to watch that. Thank you, Anna Kay. You guys know your movies. I tell you. Miss Dorothy, where are you at this morning? <gasps> Evangelist, your birthday's today. Happy birthday. Send us a birthday photo and we'll post it up. <laughs> Purple says, I add the letter. Uh, is that L or I? That looks like an I. To a lot of names like Lavana, you say Lavonia. And Jamila, you say Jamelia. So I'm adding... And I, yes. Hmm, that's interesting. Could I be like dyslexic with just eyes? Is that is that a thing? Uh, maybe. It's so interesting that you've noticed that purple. And I've never noticed it till you just pointed it out. Well, I think I think I should be more careful, especially with people's names. People are really funny about their names. Like they they like you to get the name right. Even if they have the most unusual name in the world, there's nothing worse than somebody mispronouncing your name. Trust me, I know. People are like Sandra, and I'm like, no, 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 it's not Sandra. Um, you know, sometimes people call me the wrong name entirely. This is going to sound very random, and it is a little bit random. But I don't know. I think I must look like a Sharon. Because I've had people, friends, who've known me for years who'll be talking to me and accidentally call me Sharon. It always happens. And that's the only name. So it's not even like, okay, it's just S rolls off the tongue or whatever. They could use some other name, Samantha, um, Stephanie, you know, but it's always Sharon. If they're going to accidentally call me something, it's going to be Sharon. And I've noticed it for years. It's just very, very odd and very random. I agree, Purple. Once you come inside, you're mine. And trust me, I am a pro with um, the fly swatter. I bought another one the other day. Where did I get that one from? Uh, oh, A.L. Thompson's. Because it has a bigger head. The ones with the smaller head, you've got to be really quite good. And I'm pretty good because play, I've played a lot of racket sports over the years. So I have very good eye-hand coordination. So normally I get them even with the smaller racket. But the bigger racket definitely gives you a better chance. But can I tell you that flies are actually kind of smart? So you have to be very careful with a fly. Because what will happen, they will pretend like they're dead. Have you ever seen a fly pretend like it's dead? And when you go back to get it, it's gone? Yeah, that's not in your head. They're smart. They know how to survive. So now when I swat them depending on how hard I hit them. Because I figure if they're flying in their little world and I do a real boom and I hear the zap, 
If I hit him hard enough, I figure, well, that's probably the equivalent of an accident at like 50 miles an hour for that fly because the fly is moving pretty fast and my swatter connected and zapped it. But don't be too sure because I'm telling you, those flies are uh, really something else. I've seen them drop and then I go, yeah, grab the tissue. I come back and they're gone. So now I zap them a couple extra times just to make sure. Um, Jonathan says, great topics. <laughs> Did you mean topics or tropics? <laughs> I'll add an R in there. Uh, Dorothy's watching from Florida. Thank you so much. Irvelyn says, my name is hard to pronounce uh, for a lot of people, but you pronounce mine proper. Hmm, interesting. Uh, Purple says it came to mind when I said uh, Damien instead of Damon. Yes. Hmm. It is a little random and a little weird, to be honest. Um, nothing wrong with being called Samantha. Nothing at all. It's a beautiful name, Sam. By the way, I'm assuming you have um, power back. Poor Sam. She was being tortured. I'm so sorry, Sam. I'm glad you're back in the swing of things. Yeah, Sharon, is not like really weird? No clue why. Like I've legit had people watching or talking to me. And they're like, hey, Sharon. Da, da. I'm like, do you know you just called me Sharon? <laughs> and at one point I just started ignoring it because I'm like, okay, I must have been a Sharon in a previous existence or maybe that was supposed to be my name or something. Oh, Sam is in Maryland. Oh, good. Nice. Uh, Louis says he feels like flyers are watching these survival shows. Oh, my God. Naked and what is it? Naked and alive or something. Sometimes I watch that show and I'm just in awe. Speaking of television. Um, <laughs> I'm in awe of uh, the, the reality TV shows that they can come up with. Everything under the sun. It's crazy. So lately I haven't had much time for TV. We're just easing into the conversation this morning, as you can see. Uh, I haven't had much time for TV lately, but I'm I'm a reality star person. Like I like certain reality shows. I feel like for me, reality TV is ridiculous and funny and sad because sometimes you see storylines that you're like, wow, that's kind of sad actually. All in one. And I get to look at other people's lives and go, what a hot mess. So if I think my life is a hot mess, I just turn on Love and Hip Hop Atlanta and I go, whoo. Honey, child, my life is good. So it kind of makes you feel a little bit better, I think, sometimes about things that are going on uh, in your own life when you see the drama on TV. But then, you know, they play it up for the camera and whatever. Although some of them, I think their lives are really just that messy. Like Stevie J, you guys ever watch Love and Hip Hop um, Atlanta? He's a hot mess. That dude, I'm just like, oh, God, no. But have we all not known a Stevie J at some point in our life? Just the consummate player. Like the dude is just, he's never going to change. And you look at someone like that and you're like, eh, do these women not know by now? No, you will not change him, girl. It doesn't matter how straight your hair is, how pretty your eyelashes are, how skinny you are. You can't change a player. And then what's the, say, what's the saying about um, uh, hate the, don't hate the game. Or is it don't hate the game, hate the, no. Don't hate the player, hate the game. I think that's how it goes. But, you know, it's all ridiculous. But as of late, I've had, like, no time for TV. Like, none at all. And my little TV friends, because, you know, I've got some friends that we talk about shows and whatever. 
they're into like the latest episodes. I'm like, child, I have no idea what you're talking about. Shaws of Sunset. I'm a Bravo person, like a lot of Bravo shows. I haven't, I'm behind at least two, with most shows, probably two seasons now. I'm just busy. The news business really keeps you busy. That's the bottom line. Miss Morna joining us from Prospect. Now, Miss Morna, I saw your comment saying that Sabrina finally got out and about this weekend. So I'm glad that uh, you were happy with that. Speaking of people getting out and about, the NRA has been very busy. So this is them down in um, Windsor Park. Uh, kudos for them because they've been pumping out a lot of the dreams. Here they are with two of the um, ministers, Deputy Premier Chris Saunders and uh, Mr. Jay Ebanks, Minister Jay Ebanks. Now, I think that maybe um, Minister Jay, maybe NRA falls under him. I'm still trying to remember what ministries are responsible for what departments, but I believe that would be him, I think. So they were down in... Um, Windsor Park yesterday, and they've been doing an island-wide schedule, including Windsor Park, of actually attending to dreams. So this is good because those dreams need it. Now, I have no clue how deep the dreams are, to be honest, but um, obviously, you know, go in there and clean them out, child, because guess what? There's at least three other systems out there. I think two might not be of any concern to us, but there is a potential that um, we are going to be concerned about one. So we got to keep an eye, not named yet, but we're definitely going to be keeping an eye on uh, one of these storms. Dr. Frank says he doesn't want to talk about anything gross. Oh, come on, Dr. Frank. Do we all not have to live with flies? That's just a part of life. Dr. Frank, you got to lighten up sometimes. Sometimes we ease into the heavy conversation. It's called foreplay. You understand? <laughs> It doesn't always have to be hot and heavy from the onset. Sometimes we want to talk about movies. See, Samantha loves loving hip hop and all the housewives. Perla, happy Tuesday. Where are you hailing from today? Where on island are you? I feel like you're in the Savannah area because I always run into you at the grocery store in Newlands. So I feel like you're either in Savannah, Newlands, or that area. Here's another comment about um, mosquitoes. So one listener says, our mosquitoes are expats. <laughs> what? They're imported from Central America by Caymanian turtlers. Really? There's no record by any of the early uh, mariners of mosquitoes here. Well, surely they were here. I mean, is that, are, are mosquitoes not in every place in the world? Wow. Huh. That's interesting, though. I never thought mosquitoes were imported. So someone's reminding that the system is south of us, has a 50% chance of development. Strong winds from Thursday evening to Saturday lunchtime start to secure your stuff. Wow, already? <sighs> 
We're not even giving being given a minute. It's crazy. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. Crazy. Well, oh, look at the beautiful, the beautiful Ulifimi. Shall I just call you Miss Norma? 53 years young today. We're going to post that up for you in a little bit. So you guys know we also love to do uh, birthday shout outs here on the show. So um, Miss Linda McField's mom celebrated a birthday this weekend. She is 80. Ooh, hold on a second now. Let me tell you, I don't want to get it wrong. I feel like it's 82 or 84. Um, let me see. She's 86. Oh my gosh. Amazing. And she looks good. Happy birthday, Mama. Miss Dixon, beautiful. I am so tickled pink all the time whenever elders celebrate another year because, you know, it's just like, wow, look at her. She looks good. And Miss Sharon visiting her with a beautiful bouquet of roses. And uh, Miss Sharon says she's still pretty smart at 86. She's very much uh, in tune, asking all sorts of really interesting questions and seems to know what's going on. That's such a blessing. So happy birthday, 86 years old. It's a blessing, trust me. So we do have some people who are like in their 80s and 90s and some even older than that here in the Cayman Islands. I think every opportunity we get to celebrate them, we should. Absolutely gorgeous. So Dr. Frank, are you ready? Let's talk about the FDA. So first of all, um, this came yesterday during the show. So we did announce it during the show. We knew um, someone, I can't remember who alerted us that it was, uh, the FDA finally did it. Um, <clears throat> quite interestingly enough, the FDA is also urging people to stop using <laughs> This is the headline this morning. Health officials warn people not to treat COVID with a drug meant for livestock. Now, I had to chuckle. When someone on um, Facebook, I'm going to try to find the post, because they really made me laugh when they said this. I thought, oh, my God, that is hilarious. And it's how they typed it and how they said it, right? So they're like, hold on a second. You know, you people, um, I think it was on Quince's, one of Quince's posts. They're like, you people don't want to use, um, hold on, let me just see here. I'll tell you what, it, I, I, I don't want to get the quote wrong <clears throat> because it is so, so Quincy's post said, take note of these things if you have a cold or flu. Now, you're not supposed to actually use these things if you get a cold or flu. But anyway, this is what Quincy posted. And then the comment made me chuckle. Let me share it with you guys. I just had to laugh. I was just like, what? 
All right, here we go. So he says, be careful if you get the cold or flu, get ivermectin, zinc, magnesium, vitamin D plus. It helps build the immune system. Actually, ivermectin doesn't help build the immune system at all. So then Clyde said, isn't ivermectin designed for horses? <laughs> and Quincy says, yes, horses and goats. We're all animals. We're known as homo sapiens. And then Mitzi, big shout out to Mitzi Scott, says, uh, actually the FDA just advised, they issued something, telling people that you're not a cow or a horse. And people are actually getting poisoned with it. And they're telling people to stop taking it. This is kind of, it's not funny that people are getting poisoned. But it's absolutely funny that people think that everything out of the market they can take. Isn't this the one that Trump was telling people to take? I think Trump wants to kill you all off for real. You know, swallow some disinfectant, take some ivermectin, you'll be okay. <laughs> oh, my God. So this guy goes on um, to say, and the funny thing is, let me just find the comment and then I'll tell you why I think it's so funny. Yes, Paul, I have no idea who Paul Johnson is, but he's hilarious. He says, um, isn't it strange that people will rather take bleach, hydrochloroquine, and now cow and horse dewarmer, but refuse to simply wear a mask or take a vaccine that was specifically developed to battle COVID. Damn sure glad y'all aren't weren't around during smallpox and polio. <laughs> I mean, the dude is serious, but it's also a little bit funny and he's right on point. There are those people out there who legit would listen to Trump and swallow bleach instead of take the COVID vaccine. Uh, there are people out there who are killing themselves with all sorts of chemicals and other things. Oh, Lord. Dr. Frank, you need a sip of something in your coffee this morning. Add a little tips of something. Um... No, that's not the foreplay. The foreplay is a small conversation, Dr. Frank. Sometimes you just have a little bit of small conversation before you, anyway, never mind. Never mind. It's not even worth the argument, Dr. Frank. It's okay. Shall we move on? We're now talking about the FDA. The FDA is telling people, folks, to stop using ivermectin, which is an antiparasitic drug commonly used for livestock, and it should not be taken to treat or prevent COVID-19. This was a, something that they issued on Saturday. So the warning comes a day after the Mississippi State Department of Health issued a similar statement in response to uh, reports that an increasing number of people in Mississippi were using the drug to prevent a COVID infection, not even treat. They think they can prevent a COVID infection with this drug. So um, some studies last year spurred use of the drug against COVID-19, especially in Latin America. And Fox News, not surprised, has promoted some of these studies and their findings on air. But 
The National Institutes of Health said in February that most of the studies related to ivermectin and the coronavirus had incomplete information and significant methodological limitations. Did I say that one way? Methodological. There's an extra methodological. 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 Methodology. Methodology. That's a, that's a long one. Hold on. This is one I feel like I need a computer to help me pronounce. Method. Methodological. Methodological. So you do put a little emphasis on the the child. You feel like you're in five year old all over again. Methodological. Methodological. Got it. See, you can learn to pronounce any word in the world right now with technology. Um, yes, Sue, they just want to take anything. It doesn't matter. <laughs> Someone else posted something I thought was kind of funny a couple days ago on social media as well. They said, you know that diet pill that you're taking? That's not FDA approved either. Because, you know, this argument is, well, if it's not FDA approved, although it's emergency use approval, which is still pretty stringent, believe it or not. Um, they got to come good to get emergency use. Uh, people, here's the funny thing. Help me explain this, right? There are people who are drug addicts, heroin, cocaine, and they're putting stuff in their veins, like shooting up and all sorts of stuff. They're addicted to, um, someone was saying to me yesterday, people are mixing, like, you know, if you're on antidepressants and stuff, you're not supposed to drink. And they're mixing that with alcohol, which can make you suicidal and cause all sorts of imbalances in your system. So people do these sorts of crazy things with medication, both legal and illegal drugs, misusing them, whatever. And they are the biggest anti-vaxxers. Like, oh, no, I'm not going to take a vaccine because I don't think you've studied it enough. Well, if you're putting coke in your arm, do you think anybody studied that enough? Or shooting up with heroin? It, it's like... The illogical component to us being human beings sometimes is a little bit mind boggling. <laughs> you know, it's like, what did you just say? You don't believe in wearing masks. You're um, an anti-vaxxer. You'll take something like ivermectin, and uh, which is an anti-parasitic drug in certain situations, but really it's used for livestock. So the research has shown that small sample sizes and study outcome measures were often unclear. And let me be very clear. These are the same people who are gonna tell you they don't think that um, Pfizer and Moderna has spent enough time in developing their drugs. And yet they're gonna believe some whole punk, whole dunk, whatever, ivermectin study. Jesus, please make it make sense because it really doesn't. So in Mississippi, where only 30% of the population, 37%, my apologies, is fully vaccinated, more than two-thirds of recent calls placed to the state's poison control center <laughs> were related to guess what? Ingestion of livestock or animal formulations of ivermectin purchased at livestock supply centers. Y'all just need to stop it. You're poisoning yourselves. And somehow, once again, that's better than taking a vaccine that now, how many people have taken worldwide? Hold, hold on, let me see. 
Is it in the billions yet? Let me see. More than 5 billion people, five, no, my apologies, 5 billion dosages, doses have been administered worldwide. Okay. This is as of August the 24th, it was updated. So more than 5 billion vaccine doses. Uh, there's an actual vaccine tracking map to shows efficacy, like how well people are doing. Now look at this. Let's have a look at this vaccine tracking map because I think you will find this to be incredibly interesting. Um, so the ones that are in the darker color have a higher rate of it. Some countries they have no information for. So there's small pockets here of places they just don't have any information for. But look at the one area that has the least amount of people vaccinated is the entire continent of Africa. Now, if you don't think that this ties into the little bit of inequalities that exist, even when it comes to access to vaccinations, but also the cultural resistance to taking a vaccine, don't kid yourself, there are countries, Venezuela, poverty-stricken Venezuela is not quite as light of a gray because they have um, basically, it says here 4.6 million doses have been administered, that's 16 per 100 people. But in Africa, 2.1 per 100, 0.3 in Chad, 0.3 per 100. They are unfortunately really behind the mark. This is so sad when you think about the implications for the entire continent of Africa. Uh, South Africa is doing a little bit better. Zimbabwe, interestingly enough, 26 per 100. South Africa is 18 per 100. So is Botswana. What is this over here? Madagascar, very low, 0.7 per 100. Mainland China, they claim they're on top of it. Saudi Arabia. Wow. Saudi Arabia, have they done the entire population? What do they mean by 101 per 100? They probably just tell them, they probably have made it mandatory for everybody because you know Saudi Arabia not gonna play with, with you too much. Turkey 107 per 100, Spain 135 per 100. Wow, Portugal, and it's interesting because remember early on that Spain and Portugal, in terms of Europe, were some of the countries that got hit the hardest. So I am willing to bet you that the countries that got hit the hardest with this um, virus and that, you know, hospitals were shutting down, uh, dead people were just left in the hallway, all that sort of stuff. They're the countries who are going to take vaccines a little bit more seriously. You're going to have less resistance because as someone mentioned earlier, um, I think it was in that post about, you know, we weren't around during smallpox and polio for the most part. 
But when those things were an issue, you had no issues opening your front door. Listen to this, because this is how the mandatory program worked. You open your front door and they administered the jab in your arm right then and there. And you know what else? You also um, didn't ask any questions. And they, they didn't have the checks and balances back then, even in terms of the FDA. It wasn't even FDA um, approved at the time. You were just glad to be able to have a chance to not get the highly deformative and possibly uh, lethal polio disease or smallpox, which would scar you for life. So the attitudes of people have changed, I think, when it comes to the acceptance of vaccines, generally speaking. And because we don't understand how in the past vaccines were rolled out, we have this new fandangle way of thinking about it. Big shout out to Paul Akins, folks. If you didn't see his video that we shared on our social media platforms, just go and have a look at it. It was very, very interesting. And I thought one of the interesting things that Paul said, which is very true, is that we now live in a very me-centric world. Everything is about me, 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 me. So that is why, for some people, the argument of... Um, it's all about, like, this is my personal choice, seems to rest well with them when, in fact, it is a community disease. And there is no personal choice when you think about it when it comes to protecting the community. But this is the 21st century, 2021. Everybody's about their personal rights, their personal freedoms. Everything is about them. The concept of community and doing what's in the best interest of the community really is lost on us. And you know, it's so interesting, Dr. Frank, you might appreciate this idea as a sociologist. It is so interesting how that idea, and it's that is a product of the Western world, because I'm telling you, in countries, certain Asian countries, whatever, you don't think about yourself. You think about your family unit, and sometimes you make decisions and you do things that are against what you want, but it's the best thing for the family and for the community. So it might be changing, but that tends to be what it is in um, the West, the Eastern world, right? The Western world, we're very me-centric. It's all about me, my personal rights, my bill of rights, my constitutional rights. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with understanding the bill of rights and your constitutional rights, but I also think that we are a very selfish community. And we do things without thinking about other people. And that, I think, has impacted how people feel about vaccines in general. They think it's about them. And they don't understand the community spread element of these diseases, not just COVID, but all sorts of diseases, and why you have to get them under control at the community level. So Ms. Brenda says, good morning, all. If they need to take an animal dewormer, that should tell you how much you know what that you're full of. <laughs> Oh, good morning, Gareth. Um, it is, but as you can see, based on that map, there's a lot of pockets of areas that have it. So, Domenico, um, yes, the let's be very clear. The authorization is 
for 16 plus. So we're going to get into a little bit more. Um, of that. So here to wrap up the ivermectin story of those who called 85% had mild symptoms. One person was told to seek further evaluation because of the large amount they're reported to have taken. Um, so there you have it, folks. Stay away from ivermectin. It's not what it's chalked up to be by some people. So the FDA has sent out a warning on Twitter. They've even taken the Twitter to try to reach you all. It says, you're not a horse. You are not a cow. This is what, this is exactly, this is a quote, folks, from the FDA on Twitter. They said, you're not a horse. You're not a cow. Seriously, y'all, stop it. I know, you, I know you don't believe that that's what the FDA actually said. So hold on. I'm going to show it to you because I wouldn't lie about such an important message. Look at this. <laughs> they said it. F US FDA. <laughs> you are not a horse. <laughs> you are not a cow. Seriously, y'all, stop it. Wow. I guess such a simple message is what is required um, in order to get the message across. You know, that's that's exactly what's required. Simplicity, so the the least of us can understand it without any question. You're not a horse. They put a picture with a horse right there to make sure you know what a horse is. And you're not a cow, so just stop it. What a hot mess. <laughs> anyway, uh, the FDA has said, listen, ivermectin can be used at times, um, but the FDA has not approved ivermectin for treating or preventing COVID in humans. They're giving, the tablets are given at very specific dosages for some parasitic worms that are topical and they're topical on the skin formulas for head lice and skin conditions like rosacea. It's uh, not an antiviral drug. So it doesn't treat viruses, which is what COVID is. So I'm, I'm sure you guys have heard all this mis misinformation. Um, about, oh, COVID isn't a virus, it's a bacteria. Y'all, please, the experts have spoken. Can I just encourage you, please, to not um, be so incredibly ignorant because that's what it is. We're, we're willing to dabble in misinformation instead of accepting what the professionals have to say. So Sandy, um, Miss Darlene from the UK says, Sandy, the same goes for when we were children in primary school. We were lined up and even given, and even though some children were crying for the scare of needles, but we all had to take whatever vaccine that was being administered. So I do think it's funny that um, people now want to talk about, ooh, you can't mandate 
giving a vaccine, actually you can. And I know I've said it before and I'll say it again, that the Supreme Court has already ruled on this from the early 1900s, that it does not go against your constitutional rights. When you talk about a community disease, your constitutional rights are not quite as significant, believe it or not. So Ms. Sylvana says, what about community when it comes to social and economic wealth? Well, what about it? Once again, um, I think the truth of the matter is, in this community, in most Western communities, it's all about self-preservation. And most people, the same people who are selfish about it in terms of vaccines or anything else are going to be selfish about it in other ways. The premier ran on the platform, Sylvina, that community creates country. So the stronger we build our communities and less selfish we become, it will impact all of our lives in different ways, including social and economic wealth. But I'd like to hear how you define social and economic wealth. Because surely it's not what a lot of people think. Eddie says, I'd beg to differ, Sandra. A lot of them are donkeys. Well, you know, we do have our jackass of the day. Ah, what a hot mess. All right. Uh, so let's talk about the FDA. And um, their approval of this. Again, the U.S. is struggling because believe it or not, many older Americans aren't vaccinated and this Delta wave, which is extremely deadly, continues to wreak havoc. So here's another map. Let me show you this one because this one's quite interesting as well. This map shows the number of Americans 65 and over that are not fully vaccinated. And remember, you get some protection from one, but you got to complete the course and you may even need a booster shot with the Delta variant. So the darker the color is, that's the higher percentage of Americans, 65 and over, that are not fully vaccinated. So it says, compared with other highly vaccinated countries in the U.S. still, as we saw from the other map, it's still considered a highly vaccinated country, but compared to others, large parts of the United States have many vulnerable seniors helping to spur hospitalization and death. Hmm. So that is a key risk factor driving the serious COVID illnesses and death. And it's saying that now, as the Delta variant is ripping across the country, America's pace of vaccinations has sped up after months of relative stagnation. Wow. They're hoping that, of course, the FDA's um, approval 
now they have full federal approval of the Pfizer vaccine on Monday, could extend that momentum. Just over half of all Americans are now fully vaccinated. That's it. So we actually have a better vaccination rate than them, but we're still not where we need to be. But it says that national averages mask the high rate of older Americans who remain deeply vulnerable. In many counties, especially in the South, the Mountain West, seniors without full vaccination make up more than 10% of the total population. And those seniors are 60 and over. So very, very interesting. Good morning, Miss Iva. How are you? So pleasant to see you. Thank you for tuning in. Miss Iva, y'all know I love her mango tree boy. Absolutely gorgeous. Um, oops. Mr. Damien is here. Oh, don't worry, Damien. Not only we're going to find these stats for you, and we may not have it broken down like that because there is this bit of misinformation that is in circulation. We saw it yesterday in the program that talks about um, the fact that we have having more sudden deaths in Cayman than we did before. So we should have that information relatively soon. We didn't request any specific breakdown, but what I can tell you is we will get the death totals for at least the last three to four years. And uh, we will present them and we will discuss it. Because Damien, if I could be frank with you, which there's no other way in this program, people just are making stuff up. <laughs> there is no increase, but they make it up. So we will examine the numbers in detail because you can't just make up facts. You can't just put out a statement like, oh, more people are just randomly um, dying, suddenly dying. It's like, no, it's not true. So you can't just say that. <sighs> Al says community togetherness doesn't work good in a capitalist society. It's a dog-eat-dog -dog world, and the selective outrage is sickening. Can't say that I disagree there. We see it every single day. And what is so much more interesting about that statement, Al, is normally the people, the haves versus the have-nots, right? The people who fall into the haves category don't appreciate the struggles of the have-nots, nor do they really care at some level. Um, I watched a video the other day about New York and the big difference between New York, the haves and the have-nots and this bubble that people in that section of New York, you know, have versus the people who live in the Bronx. And it is a stark difference they're, they're two completely different worlds, different reality. 
you know, they're following this one family and the, the teen girls are young. They're like young adults. You know, they come from the other half of the railroad. And their family um, members are like, I don't know what they do. They just live in social media. They're social media influencers. And they're taking all, they're making all this money from like, you know, posting photos and all this kind of stuff. And it's like, on the other side of the tracks in New York, there are people who are struggling to even, even on their $15, $16 minimum wage, whatever the current minimum wage, wage rate is, they are struggling to put food on the table and to pay basic bills. And if they have to go to the doctor, it's like, do I eat or do I try to find money to go to the doctor? And, you know, at the onset of that program, a lot of the people were like the rich haves. Well, all you have to do is work harder. That's one of these days we're going to, when we get the good professor from Yale back on, we're going to talk about this concept of if you work hard enough, that's enough in life. And it really isn't. When you're born into a position of privilege and you get a head start in life, nothing, not all the hard work in the world can really compensate for that early head start. Literally. And that's why early programs, early head start programs are important from a policy perspective. You might have the silver spoon in your mouth, but if you can give children a good foundation and early start, that's super important. Um, Purple Rain says, who came up with this? The first I'm hearing about ivermectin. Really? Oh, Cha, you, you obviously haven't been listening to Trump. He's been uh, promoting it for quite a while now. Um, it became popular because um, him and his party have really, really been promoting it. And again, it's an anti-parasitic drug. Do you know what, I mean, parasites are a very serious situation? Let me show you guys something. Because honestly, I don't know if any of you guys have ever had a parasitic worm. Most of us, I think, as kids heard about, oh, you know, sometimes you might get worms or whatever. But it's not like a, I don't know that they would necessarily kill you, but those, there are some parasitic infections that will legit kill you without a doubt. And so it takes very strong drugs. Like the drugs almost kill you as much as the parasites. But that is the only way that they can eradicate them from your system. Let's have a look at this because this is super interesting. When you want to know if something you see is true, well, we're here to help out. Our Verified team helps you separate facts from fiction. Tonight, KVU's Erica Proffer answers a question regarding a specific drug being used in COVID-19 trials. We listen to you and we show you exactly how we got our answers. That's what Verify is about. Shauna emailed us this article and asked, can you provide verification of the use and effectiveness of ivermectin as a treatment for COVID? Ivermectin is an anti-parasitic treatment to use for things like scabies. And before we go into this, we want to point out, with time comes more data, more information. So our findings may change. 
This is current as of August 19th, 2021. We spoke with Food and Drug Administration, World Health Organization, Merck, the maker of ivermectin, and Dr. F. Perry Wilson. An FDA spokesperson told us FDA-approved products may be prescribed for unapproved use. And at this time, the safety and efficacy of ivermectin for COVID-19 has not been established. A spokesperson with World Health Organization called the evidence so far inconclusive. And WHO recommends that the drug only be used to treat COVID-19 within clinical trials. Merck makes the drug. A spokesperson said the company scientists are carefully examining the findings of available and emerging studies. They suggested we watch this video. This is ivermectin. And he is Dr. F. Perry Wilson. There's a chance there might be some modest effect that if you did a big enough trial, you could detect. But as a game changer, as a silver bullet, um, the evidence is looking fairly strongly that that's not going to be the case for this particular drug. So can you provide verification of the use and effectiveness of ivermectin as a treatment for COVID? Let's break this down. For verification of use, true, it is being used in clinical studies. It is not FDA approved, nor has emergency use authorization for COVID-19 treatment in the United States. Still, a doctor is allowed to prescribe it for COVID-19 treatment. For effectiveness, it's too early to tell. What we know for sure, if ivermectin truly cured COVID, for example, um, in you know the vast majority of people, all of these studies that have looked at it would detect that, and, and they're not seeing that. Um, so we know it's not that kind of miracle pill. Let us know if you have something you want verified. With your verified, I'm Erica All right. So listen, the FDA has now made a very strong statement because people are self-administering this drug. Uh, it's not clinical studies or perhaps they're being um, watched a little bit more closely. And they are legit poisoning themselves. Um, thank you for sharing that um, video on class and privilege. We have actually played it before because we've talked about this issue before. That would not be... Um, Sylvina, a new issue. We've talked about it on numerous occasions, and we've actually played that exact same video that Al Ray has shared uh, right here in this program. On one of the evening shows, I remember it quite clearly at least two years ago, back in 2019. Yeah. So these are issues of concern. So what do we know about this FDA vaccine approval? Um, one thing for sure is it is going to strengthen vaccine mandates across the board. So the Pentagon and others are now adding it as a requirement. So the defense secretary will order the country's 1.4 million active duty service members to be vaccinated. End of the story. Y'all have no more excuses now that it's FDA approved. It could also have implications for state bans on vaccine mandates. So some individual states, especially if they have a Republican at the helm, are figuring, figuring that at the state level, they can try to ban vaccine mandates. In other words, they try to tell companies and organizations, well, you can't tell someone to get vaccinated. Not so fast. So here's what we know. The FDA has granted full approval of the Pfizer-BioNTech COVID-19 vaccine on Monday for people 16 years and older 
making it the first to move beyond emergency use status in the United States. So now uh, news articles out of America and around the world are saying that the decision is sure to set off a cascade of vaccine requirements by hospitals, colleges, corporations, and others. The Pentagon responded immediately with Defense Secretary Lloyd J. Austin III said that he will be implementing guidelines to the country's 1.4 million active duty service members requiring that they be vaccinated. Oregon has adopted a vaccine requirement for all state workers, as have universities in Louisiana and Minnesota. So if you wanna get an education, you wanna go to universities, believe me you, a lot of these universities are saying, well, if you wanna come in person and attend in-person campus, like classes and stuff, you've gotta be vaccinated, fully vaccinated. In New York, Mayor Bill de Blasio said on Monday that all education department employees would have to be vaccinated by September the 27th without the option of submitting to coronavirus and coronavirus testing instead. Wow. So, you know, some of them were like, um, get vaccinated or weekly testing or daily testing or whatever. So there was an or factor in there. Well, mayor of New York has said, nope. Now that or option of being tested has fallen away. Get vaccinated. Mm. So of course the FDA approval comes as the fight against the pandemic has intensified again in the US because of this highly infectious Delta variant drastically slowing the progress the country had made in the first half of the year. There's now an average of around 150,000 new cases a day in the United States and more than 90,000 hospitalized COVID-19 patients. So there's roughly 85 million Americans who are unvaccinated and eligible for shots. So Dr. Janet Woodcock, the Drug Administration's acting commissioner, said in a statement that we recognize that for some, the FDA approval of a vaccine may now instill additional confidence to get vaccinated. We'll see. There's been a number of studies, including one from the Kaiser Family Foundation, found that three in 10 vaccinated people said that they were more likely to get vaccinated with a shot that had been fully approved. Now we'll see if those numbers actually hold true. Uh, Experts have said that an estimated 5% of those who are unvaccinated would now get vaccinated now that there's full approval because they'll find that convincing. And 5% might not sound like a lot, but according to Dr. Thomas Dobbs, the chief health officer from Mississippi, he says that's still a good slice of people. 
The U.S. is also now averaging 1,000 new deaths a day from COVID. Florida, in particular, has been hit very, very hard. So the vaccine will continue to have authorized for emergency use for children 12 to 15, as Pfizer continues to collect the data required for full approval and a decision on whether to authorize the vaccine for children under 12 could be several months away. More than 92 million Americans, which is 54%, are fully vaccinated with the Pfizer shot. And most of the rest have received the Moderna vaccine. So how did Pfizer get full approval? They presented the FDA with data from 44,000 participants from clinical trials in the United States, the European Union, Turkey, South Africa, and South America. The agency has said that the data showed that the vaccine was 91% effective in preventing COVID disease, in other words, actually getting an infection. And that's a slight drop from the 95% efficacy rate reported when the agency authorized the vaccine for emergency use in December. But remember now, the big factor between December and now, the biggest thing has been this Delta variant. So Dr. Peter Marks, the FDA's top vaccine regulator, said that the agency had finished its review 97 days after Pfizer filed the required data. And this is the evaluation period then that they were working with. They wanted to ensure people that the FDA had approved the vaccine expeditiously and it had done so fully in keeping with our existing high standards for vaccines in the US. The federal health authorities will continue to monitor the vaccine safety and will require Pfizer to keep studying the risk of myocarditis which is an inflammatory inflammation of the heart muscle, pericarditis, which is an inflation, inflammation, sorry, of the membrane surrounding the heart, including the long-term outcomes for recipients. So in June, the FDA attached warnings to the Pfizer and BioNTech and Moderna vaccines, noting a potential for increased risk of these conditions after a second dose. And it's largely affecting young men, by the way. Some more to come, but that's where we're at right now. So um, we shall see. So there could be, yes, this third shot available to adults, especially if you're in a high-risk category of both the Pfizer and Moderna vaccines, and that is currently being worked on.
And mind you now, these third shots are, my apologies, are already authorized for some people with immune deficiencies because, again, they would be at higher risk. So in Jamaica, CMR reported um, this. Obviously, it's in other media around the world that a American woman pregnant went to Jamaica on August the 11th. She was tested positive with COVID and she has since died, her and her baby. So a 34 year old American citizen was a guest at a hotel in the grill, Westmoreland. And she died at the Cornwall Regional Hospital in St. James on Monday after being admitted with COVID-19. The Jamaican Observer actually reported this story. So reports are that the pregnant woman arrived at the hotel on August the 11th and was scheduled to depart on August the 16th. However, the results of an antigen test that she did two days before her scheduled departure were positive. She was admitted to the Noel Holmes Hospital in Lucia, Hanover, before being transferred to Cornwall Regional on Monday. And unfortunately, um, she died as a result of COVID. How sad is that? I wonder if she was vacationing based on the fact that she was in a, ho in a hotel. Um, chances are she was on some sort of vacation. So the number of COVID-19 cases in Jamaica continues to see a rapid increase with hospitals running out of bed space. And Jamaica recorded 879 new cases of the virus on Sunday. That's in a 24-hour period. They have over 13,000 active cases. And experts are predicting that Jamaica would be downgraded from amber to red at the UK government's review of the traffic light list, which is expected later this week. Now, I'm going to send this to some of my in-laws who are from the UK, and they went to Jamaica for a visit. So now they might want to know <laughs> that Jamaica is going to be put in red, which means that when they try to go back home to the UK, they're going to have to quarantine. So plan accordingly. Do not ask me why anybody's traveling right now because y'all, I just don't get it. I honestly do not understand, especially for vacations. Sylvana, ooh, look like somebody's typing for you this morning. Come on, girl. That does not look like you typing. Is that Dr. Frank using your account? I'm just saying, that sounds like Dr. Frank. You know, Sylvana is Dr. Frank's lovely wife. Um, and those are definitely the type of issues that Dr. Frank is always very concerned about, social issues, and rightfully so. What I, what I find interesting, Sylvana, is some of the same people who talk about um, social issues, their mindset changes depending on their social status in life. And this is a very interesting um, situation right here in the Cayman Islands. So, you know, that's also something to consider. She talks about collective responsibility, um, social health as well as economic well-being. 
Why not speak on the deplorable conditions in the workplace of Caymanians? Well, I know you listen to this program all the time. And we talk about those things, but that's not the topic for today. So here's here's the shocker. You don't get to set the topic for today. But ha- if you listen to the program on a regular basis, you know that we've been there. And we've talked about it. So that's nothing new here. But if you don't like it, you know what we always say. Right over there. It's called Rooster 101.9. Let me see what's going on over there. Came in across off, so I can give you the heads up. Right? Saw the list of topics for today, right? Ooh, honey child. Sylvia, I got you covered. Let me tell you how well I have you covered. There you go. You can be person number five. To join Cayman Crosstalk. Oh, it just went up. Did you just join them? One more person started listening. And what are they talking about today? Um, conversations that matter to you, helping your child read. Yes, that's a very good social topic that includes um, the community's help. So I'm sure that um, this conversation about community helping community is happening right over at Cayman Crosstalk right now. I'm telling you, there it is. Where Where is their homepage? There's the conversation. They're having it about reading, see? Um, tutoring center, uh, answering your questions. Yes, all about community. So join that community of five, make it number six. Purple Rain, Miss Sue says really sad for her and her family, but why did she go on vacation there knowing how bad it is? I have no clue. I think Miss Sue that a lot of people still live in a little bit of, people are very unrealistic, you know. There's something about human beings that makes us incredibly optimistic um bye miss morna even when we probably shouldn't be like seriously and so we're in the middle of a pandemic and people are like oh i'm gonna go vacationing and then they take no precautions i don't know if she was vaccinated or not but you know they do all these things and you're just like what is wrong with you yes al i'm throwing shade is it obvious or do i need to be more obvious i'm just saying Y'all be trying my patience. Let's take a commercial break while we're at it, folks. So folks, um, if you need to get a Filipino box to the Philippines, they're only $65 and it's like a big box. I think it's like 200 pounds or something. That's a pretty good deal, actually. Uh, The last shipment, the deadline for the last shipment from Miracle Brokers is September. So pack your, buy your boxes. You get the boxes from them, pack your boxes up and 
ship it home, get all your Christmas gifts, your Christmas packages, everything together. Senor Andres, buenos dias. Como estas? He says that we should be aggressive to those people selling cigars. They're killing millions of people and nobody seems to care. Well, here's the difference, um, Andres. With a cigar, I can choose not to smoke. And the law is you're not supposed to smoke in my airspace. Now, thank God for that law, right? So the chances of me being um, subjected to secondhand smoke or even thirdhand smoke is a lot less than it used to be many years ago. So um, that is closer to a personal choice. That's almost like a dietary choice. If I choose to smoke, I'm personally making a choice. Everybody knows you can't buy a pack of cigarettes without the big warnings on the label. It says smoking kills. Smoking causes cancer. And so if you still choose to take that chance, then that is a personal choice. That's on you because you're going to be killing yourself. Hopefully, um, you don't smoke around children and other people who are not consenting. We have a viewer who says, boy, Frank has a sweetheart on for you. What a hot mess. I hear you. There's a prep briefing tomorrow at 3 p.m. Uh, let me find out who's having this press briefing. So get ready for that. We will live stream it per usual. Let me see what else is going on. Good morning. Good morning. Thank you so much. Um, there's people who send me these morning greetings every single morning. A beautiful morning greeting. And I just want to say thank you. Big shout out uh, to those individuals. So yes, the um, FDA will be looking at um, those under 12, whether or not they can be safely vaccinated. So tomorrow will be a COVID-19 press briefing to see where we're at with things. All right, very good. Thank you so much. So, um, Sylvana, you'll be interested in this since you are very uh, much minded about the community. Um, there is a free lunch program for the academic year that has been launched in the government primary schools. Free lunches for the government high schools will come into effect in the next academic year. But anyone who's struggling to meet breakfast or lunch costs for their children in the government schools should reach out to organizations like Feed or Future for assistance. So I think this is part of the SPS contribution. Noted that breakfast, snacks, and lunch for primary school students initially Um, would be something that's introduced into the school. So this is already what the patent government is doing. At least ensuring that your children while they're at school are going to get a couple meals. Breakfast, snack, and lunch. That's pretty good. There's not a lot of places in the world that you get a free lunch. My only concern is, 
do we send the message to our young people that you get free lunches in life? Because in the real world, you don't. You know, we want to talk about community, this and that, but let me be very clear. <laughs> when you go out in the real world, you go to America, you ain't getting no free lunches, okay? It's great to talk about um, people helping people in the community, and I understand the point that Dr. Frank is making via Sylvana, but the bigger point is we also need to have a realistic element to what happens in the real world. Dr. Frank has lived overseas before in New York and other places. I mean, they might have soup kitchens that'll give you a little something here and there, but the sad reality is the world isn't giving you anything for free. Life lessons. So every time I uh, see my daughter asking me to purchase something, I'm like, honey, where do you think the money's coming from? Money doesn't grow on trees. That's not for free. Mommy has to pay for it. And you see, kids are very, somebody was saying to me if I've seen the new Monopoly game, right? So the new version of Monopoly comes with like a credit card swiper and properties are one and a half million, three million dollars. So I'm like, uh, is that the reality? Well, it is for a lot of people. That's what properties are legit costing in New York and other places. Like, it's just crazy. But the message is also sending your kids is, oh, you can just swipe a credit card and purchase a uh, $1.5 million property. Uh-uh. That money still comes from somewhere. And so you have to be able to, to break it down. Damon says, accept the COVID shot. That's free. <laughs> that's funny, actually. Here's the thing. If it wasn't free, y'all would be complaining that here's something that's going to benefit your health um, that you can't get around the world. Well, somebody pays for it. It's not free. Someone is paying for it along the way. And in most instances, it's government or it's government agencies that are paying for it so that everyone can get equal access. There's a real issue, actually, Damien, of um, this concept of inequality when it comes to vaccine distribution. And that's why like COVAX, for example, is charged with helping in this region, a lot of the poorer countries get access to vaccines. Just the other day, Jamaica received a shipment. Now, y'all need to stop this, you know. I'm telling y'all right now. Who logged off? of Cayman Crosstalk. They gone down to three viewers. Sylvana didn't go over there, why? Oh, they just got up to four, thank you, Jesus. I was worried, y'all had me worried there for a minute. All right, keep it at four and five, yes. That's a good goal, because I don't know who, who logged off made it go down to three, y'all not easy. Um, but yes, I think that, um, you know, if it wasn't being offered freely to the public, then you'd also hear that, oh, there's this disparity blah, 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 with vaccines. And that's the one thing that there should never be a disparity uh, with. Mm -hmm. uh, Al reminds us that nothing comes for free. It's a cost for everything. It's the real world. 
Chantal, good morning. Thank you. She says, in Oregon, we have free breakfast and lunch for children at school that need help. Depends on your income. Yes. And we've had that here too. Where it was income-based, I think what we're seeing with this government now, they're saying at least at the primary school level, because sometimes it's embarrassing for children to have to seek um, this free lunch program. And then there's a stigma attached to it because other kids know you have like the, I don't know how they administer it here, to be honest. But if you have like a little voucher card or whatever for free lunch, the other children know that. And, you know, nobody wants to be discriminated against because they don't have the financial means or their parents don't have the financial means. So I think, Chantal, the difference here now is what the government has done is they've offered it for all primary school students in government schools, which I think is a good thing. I'm sure kids can still pack a lunch if they want, you know, whatever. All right, we have a few minutes left in the program. Now, I've got to stop the program right on time today because I've got a hair appointment. Rocio is waiting for me. Uh, Al says the vaccine's not free. Yeah, company, countries paid for it. And in fact, remember Donald Trump? He pre-ordered a bunch and he was trying to poach it before they, the vaccine was actually even in emergency use. He was trying to poach what he could get from European countries and stuff. Yes, so that's exactly what we were just saying. Not all public schools, primary schools with the high schools to follow maybe next year or at some later date. Okay, have you guys heard of the latest craze that has taken America by storm? Now, you know our American friends ain't got no damn sense sometimes, and I have to be the one to tell you all this. It is called the Milk Crate Challenge. Um, The first (laughs) YouTube video that went up was around the 16th of August. That was just a week ago, folks. And it has taken America by storm. Clearly, they have nothing else to do. That's all I can tell you. The milk crate challenge is basically people uh, getting on a milk crate and seeing if they can, like, crawl up the milk crate. So it's, it's like arranged like a pyramid. And um, it basically, they think that it is a result of like the Olympics, because, you know, it kind of looks like the Olympic stand where you have people, whatever. And so the idea is you try to cross the milk, like you walk up and then down without falling. So it is all over Twitter, TikTok, every place in social media. And everybody thinks it's like funny. It's the thing to do. Uh, y'all need to really wonder why, why, why? What is wrong with people? Like I said, I guess it's a certain level of boredom. People don't have anything to do. I don't even know. 
So Maria says, yes, education and medical care are free in some islands. They pay taxes, but the responsibility of those two financial burdens on parents is eliminated. Well, is it eliminated or is it just shifted somewhere else? Is probably the better question. Because if they're paying taxes, it's not eliminated. You're just not paying for that service directly. But you're paying property tax, income tax, usage taxes, all sorts of stuff. So back to the point that I was making, which Al supports, is there is no such thing as a free meal. Alice says, election is over and all promises. My concern is for the school kids who has to stand not only in the sun, but also when it's raining. Uh, when it rains, the kids get wet and not, and now not one person is fixing this problem. I've asked for bus stands for them and government school is about to open, Adventure Street. One of the peculiar things about buses here, and I must tell you, I, for the most part, did not go to school in Cayman. I left when I was four years old. So I don't really have any memories of, what would that be, in third grade or whatever. But in the U.S., you walked to a central bus location. We didn't have any bus coverings either. Rain, snow, sleet. I was kind of fortunate that when I was in elementary school, the bus stop was literally right by my house. So that was kind of good. A couple of times I missed the bus child and you're out of luck. My aunt would have to drive me an hour to get to school because my school was all the way out in the boondocks. And then when I got to middle school, I was at a school that was closer. It was quite a few miles away and I had to walk to school. Some mornings I got dropped off, but most evenings I walked. And trust me, it was a long walk. Hot sun. Well, we didn't have sleep because we didn't really have snow in Florida. But whatever the weather conditions were, with my books and my heavy backpack, I was walking. I need to check. I need to map it out and see how many miles that would have been. Every single day. Um, Alice, I don't mind saying that, you know, sometimes... Yes, we could have certain things to protect children, but sometimes they're raising children that are a little bit too soft. They think the entire world is going to accommodate them. You know, toughen up a little bit. Most of y'all, that's why you don't want to, you got to drive your kids to school every single day. Some of y'all don't even want your kids to take the bus. I'm like, well, back in my day, child, I was lucky for the bus. Let's have a look at this make uh, milk crate challenge. And it is stupid. I don't understand it. People are thinking it got started because of uh, the Olympics. Like I said, people just don't have nothing to do. But this is what is taking America by, it's a craze right now. And I've noticed, interestingly enough, it is largely in the African-American community. And I will say no more about that. But here you go. Never forget where you came from. Yeah, you might have made it to the top. It was only by the grace of God. You looking like, I got it, I got it. <laughs> Stupid. Even when you get to the top, you still got to take the steps down. Wow. I mean, look at that. He could have broke his neck. He looks like he's athletic. I'm going to give you the world, baby girl. 
Oh my God. <laughs> hey, that's how I imagine uh, God sent Satan down from heaven. Just, just like that. Boom. Satan hit that ground. Just, ah. Uh, oh. Don't know what happened. He's just looking so confused. Your mama told you not to date him. Your pastor told you to leave him alone. But you sitting there like, I got it. I got it. I, I. Mm -mm. I got this. You all know what I'm racing like I do. Oh my God. Oh, her neck. Jesus. <laughs> Some people sitting there just like this and they know. Record it. Waiting for you to fail. Waiting for you to fall. Woo! Mm -mm. Hey, watch out. Don't let these people hype you up. Some people will hype you up to do some stupid stuff because they want to see you fall. They're mm. them. Probably paid them to get up there. Yeah, I walk through the valley with the shadow. I will feel this brother got a bag with many colors like joseph's coat he might got it right here he might be the one the chosen one so this is how you do it right here you got that word, you got that Bible, you put that Bible out, light into your path, let him order your steps. Okay. Mm, the steps of a righteous man are ordered by the Lord. Mm, mm, mm. Yes, honey child. And there have been people who've actually ended up in the hospital with broken limbs and stuff. I mean, it is stupid. I don't understand the point of it. Um, obviously people are recording it. They think it's funny, but you see some of those people actually falling and hitting, um, their necks and stuff like that. Folks, this is a dangerous challenge. Uh, you can legit end up breaking your neck and paralyzing yourself or more. Um, so now the alert is being issued that what parents should know about the milk crate challenge and why it's dangerous. So it popped up on TikTok last week, and it's making the rounds, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, it's all over the place. Experts are saying it's an unsafe trend, as most of these viral trends are. I, why, Mariah, I wish I understood it. I do not get it. I'm sitting here scratching my head like, what? common sense ain't common. Forget it. They threw that out the window a long time ago. So they stack these milk crates in a shape like a pyramid and they try to walk up and walk back down. Mm -mm -mm. It's not a good idea. I mean, I'm watching some here, people falling down, look like they're about to break their necks, they're about to break their backs. Experts are saying it's very dangerous and we're seeing more orthopedic injuries as a result of falls. 
So Dr. Sean Anthony, who's an orthopedic surgeon specializing in sports medicine in Mount Sinai, New York, told today parents that injuries can include broken wrists, shoulder dislocations, ACL and meniscus tears. And listen, I have a meniscus tear. That's not good. As well as life-threatening conditions like spinal cord injuries. He goes on to say that in addition to physical injuries, the viral social media challenge presents a societal threat. So emergency rooms across the country are now being overcrowded and elective surgeries are being delayed or postponed due to lack of hospital beds. COVID situation, and now y'all coming in with TikTok injury, or with milk, milk, milk crate injuries. Come on. So he says the social medial challenge Social media, oh, they put media, I think social media, challenge puts unnecessary additional stress on our healthcare system and healthcare providers. So going back to Sylvana's point about community, the community needs to outlaw stupidness because when you're stupid, this isn't about just you. So you're stupid, you do the milk crate challenge, you fall down and break your neck, now you're paralyzed, you're quadriplegic or whatever. That's a burden on all of us. Hmm? You know, this whole accountability and community, helping community and collectiveness can really go a long way. That's why I'm in y'all business about these fake marriages. Because every time you engage in a fake marriage, it impacts the rest of us, believe it or not. I'm serious. Uh, Mariah says the world is bored. I don't know what it is. Yeah, I hope, I really hope it does not become a thing here, but I at least wanted to bring it up this morning to warn you guys, uh, that it is trending elsewhere. You know, K-Man loves to follow a trend. And the orthopedic surgeries required to fix problems caused by this fall may, um, under the umbrella of elective surgeries. So you're not going to get it done as quickly as you think. There was another magnetic beads trend. I don't know if you remember this one. So in the UK, a girl swallowed 15 magnetic beads while following a new fake piercing challenge on TikTok. She got part of her bowel removed Y'all children need to pay attention. Don't be stupid because there are consequences to your actions, even if you're a minor. So she had to, ha she had to have part of her bowel removed. It says here, it was like two segments of it and they had to stitch it back together. And of course she had to have emergency surgery because that was going to kill her. They also found magnets inside of her appendix and they had to remove her appendix as well. Now she's left with no appendix, half a bowel, and a six-inch scar down her stomach. Mm. So these TikTok and social media challenges can be very, very dangerous. There was like the choking one um, where they were intentionally choking oneself. You're choking yourself to reach a euphoric state 
and it's left a 12-year-old in Colorado dead, D-E-A-D, not in the emergency room. The 12-year-old child is dead from choking himself. What a mess. The family said our family's devastated beyond belief by Joshua's circumstance. They had to set up a GoFundMe page. We're all concerned for other families who likewise may not be aware of the existence of the blackout challenge and others like it. We urge the community to spread awareness about Joshua and the real risk involved and not having knowledge of what kinds of activities children are involved in. Sad. All I can tell you is parents, folks, um, yes, as Al says, there's no cure for stupid, but keep an eye on your children. Uh, someone just messaged and says, and now this year's uh, Darwin Award goes to, you know, the Darwin Award, the, you guys know Darwin's theory, survival of the fittest. There's a lot of truth to that. And the stupider you are, the less likely you are to survive. Although sometimes I wonder about that. It seems like the stupidest ones are the ones who really have a knack for, because there's so many of them. And, you know, they don't get the concept of like family planning. So they're more likely to have the 15 and 20 children. So if they lose five, they're like, eh, whatever. Hmm. Anyway, folks, Al, thank you so much. Aliano says it's a good thing as they come in, it, they come in, stick them with the vaccine at the same time. Um, I'm not sure what that was related to. Was well, that related to the vac the crate thing, like giving the vaccine as they come into the hospital? Eh. Folks, I uh, wish you guys a beautiful day. Lots going on with the Taliban, um, discouraging Afghans from traveling to Kabul's airport, and vowed to reject any plans for extending the deadline to withdraw U.S. troops. The U.S. troops are trying to get people out, including people who would have assisted them during their last 20 something years that they were in the country. So some people, for example, um, operated as um, interpreters and so on, and they are at like very high risk. In fact, I was listening to a story last night about a physician because she gave a young lady, and when I say young lady, I actually mean a child bride, birth control pills, right? Because now they're marrying off all these children. And the young child, I don't know exactly how old she was, but said that she didn't want to get pregnant. And she is actually um, now married to some Taliban dude. And um, because she gave this 13-year-old, that's her age, you can imagine, because she gave this 13-year-old birth control, a birth control shot, she was basically told by this Taliban guy, because the Taliban been there. They've just been waiting for the U.S. departure to take back over. Um, so basically, she got a message saying, soon we'll come and get you. And she said that, in fact, this past week, she got a message, another message, that said that they were basically on their way. So this 13-year-old is married to an older man as his second wife. And she was told by a 13-year-old that her husband wanted to get her pregnant. But she doesn't want to get pregnant. She's a child. So it's a risky situation for her. 
And it says she's already physically weak. She's begging this physician for help. And so because she gave her this contraceptive injection, which lasts for three months, that would be the Depo-Provera shot, her life is now on the line. So um, last week, I mean, she found out that apparently this the guy that Akbari, the guy that this little 13-year-old is married to, he's a leader of a Taliban contingent that was active in the area outside of the city, even though the contingent did not then control the city itself. But of course, that has now changed. Calling her an infidel and that she's against Islam and she's killing generations. Uh, we know what to do with you. This is the fear that people are having to live with there. So then they have sent her, this is the last straw she ran for her life. They sent her these really horrible photos of dead bodies, telling her that this is how she's going to end up. So she literally picked up her bag and left. Didn't even go back home, went straight to the airport because she realized that they had advanced on August the 8th when she got a call from the husband of the 13-year-old child saying he and his men were at the point of conquering the city. She said, I decided that this is it. She headed straight to the airport, not even stopping at home for a change of clothes. She managed to buy a ticket on the spot for one of the last flights out, boarded the plane, and she's gone to a neighboring country, but she doesn't even want to say where she's at. And she's used a fake name and everything for the story. She said the plane was full of uh, women traveling alone, which is very unusual in Afghanistan. But as you guys know, women in particular are very vulnerable under the Taliban regime. And so they are running for their lives. At the time, she had just $400 on her and she's staying with a friend who's the only person that she knows where she's at. It's crazy, folks. Really, really crazy. We are so fortunate in so many ways, despite our issues. They're beyond sick. I mean, a 13-year-old as a second wife? Oh, my God. So um, the people who can flee are fleeing. But, of course, not everybody can flee. The U.S. military is trying to help. I don't know if you saw that photo that kind of went viral the other day where they had a baby that they were putting over the wall. Like People were at this wall, and the other side is the U.S. military, and they were begging them just to take the children even. You know, even if they can't make it, just take my child. How sad is that? Ugh. So they took a little baby girl, but she was later reunited with her family. So I guess her father or somebody else actually made it over the wall. Folks, thank you guys so much for tuning into the program today. I've got an appointment, so I've got to make that in time. I wish you guys a beautiful day. 
And I'll see you back here, God's willing, tomorrow, which is Wednesday. tuning in to another edition of the cold hard truth make sure to check facebook for showtimes and more information and the latest news at caymanmarlroad.com subscribe to our ig and facebook pages to get the latest happenings 